So, so let me back up the truck back again from this thing of this powerful, this wings of this powerful angel, the sound, the, the feel of the, the, just the breath, the wind being generated, the sound touching down in our worlds and kind of go back. Church is pretty complex, eh? This faith thing is pretty complex. Like there's a level we kind of, we want to do community in a healthy way in a God or honoring way, in a kind of professional way. We want to do, we want to do organization well. We, 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 want, we want to do things well. And it breaks our heart when we don't do it well. But, but we, so we want to do all that, but then we want this touch of heaven, don't we? We, we, want, we want good, healthy, re- respectful relationships. We want authentic love. We want, we want to offer our best to God. But, but in the midst of all of that, there's this, like, we want a touch of heaven. We want to feel like when we gather, heaven opens and heaven breaks into our world and, and supernatural stuff happens. And so it's not one or the other. It's like we want authentic, loving, healthy relationships. We want to have an environment where we kind of offer the best of what we have to God. But, but then we want the supernatural environment where heaven just breaks in. And I know that's a heart of Bay Vineyard and, and kind of equippers. And, and it's like it's that third point that, that I kind of w- want to talk about because that's when things get messy and complicated. I mean, things get messy trying to do relationships well, but we can kind of upskill a bit in that and things get messy a bit trying to organize well. But once we get to that thing like actually we got to have a touch of heaven, that's when things get real messy and that th- that's when things get real complicated. And actually even to describe it, See if this works. Um, so famous passage, you know, Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, when the spirits poured out, when the church is birthed. I was just looking at it again and, and to notice like suddenly a sound. It's, and it's like as soon as heaven intersects with our world, it's like it's like it's another and it's it's like trying to describe to a blind person color or to, to a deaf person what a symphony sounds like. It's like, how do, we, how do we, it's hard to even put language to it. So I hadn't quite noticed before. Suddenly it sound like the blowing of a violent wind. They saw what seemed to be, it's like, it's hard to kind of even when something that we have no words for, no language for, and yet it's a non-negotiable that we want that, when that breaks into our world, it's, it's kind of, it was like a blowing, it was like, it was like, I don't know what it was, it was real, but I, it's hard to get some language on it, because in uh, the end of verse, um, uh, what, middle of verse 2, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent one came from heaven. So when heaven breaks into our world, it's hard to, it's hard to put any categories on that. It's like a wind. It's like a fire. It's, it's just hard to describe in any, in any comparable language of this world, but it's power, it's encounter, it's energy, it's life. And it's like, and, and, and that's kind of what we're in the business of, of kind of doing. And, and, um, and, and so the two dominant images, like this wind, Something came from heaven that was like a wind. Something came from heaven that was like tongues of fire. It's like something like church is not this just group of people who are nice to each other. Church is not this organization that does music. Church is this environment and faith is this environment where something comes from heaven that I even find hard to put into words. But if we haven't got that, we ain't got nothing. <laughs> and, 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 and with that, they were, they were filled with the Spirit. And it's like, I want, an, I, God wants 
this faith thing. God wants this church to be a thing where heaven opens and, and the reality of heaven kind of touches down in our world. And I don't understand it. It's like a wind that touched me. It was like fire that touched me. It's like I'm an environment, this crazy image, that this, these wings of this powerful angel are, are beating and I'm kind of just in this environment of the supernatural and, and stuff starts to happen. And so, again, this, this both-and, theology is often about a both-and. Is it being a loving community or is it about the supernatural? Is it about organizing stuff or is it about the supernatural? It's about all of it. And so, you know, I, 1 Corinthians 14, follow the way of love. Like, guys, we've got to pull off being a community of love. We've got to, we've got to have some good, healthy, loving relationships. But then there's a little word, and. <laughs> And eagerly desire. Terrible translation, the gifts of the Spirit. Actually, in Greek, it's just and desire supernatural. It's like, what is Bay Vineyard? Are, are we a loving group of people? Are we a group that's organized stuff? Or a group of that encounters the supernatural? It's like, we're all of the above. And it's like, there's got to be that sense of Holy Spirit encounter. Got to be that sense of supernatural when we gather. I even pray now that you sense like there's something touching my life. It's a crazy metaphor, but it's like the wings of an angel just touched me. Jesus walked among us and something touched my life. And, and if I've got tired and just doing the mahi of church and faith, that tonight there would be a sense, no, there's a touch of an angel on my life. There's a touch of heaven on my life. Uh, that I carry something of that. Um, you know, because this is the side, if you go on a bit further in 1 Corinthians, um, it talks about when someone prophesies in out of that supernatural thing, people's hearts will be opened up and, and so they will fall down and worship and say, God is here. God is among you. You know, we want people to say, man, at, you know, Bay Vineyard Equippers, man, those people love one another. We want them to say, man, they're committed to doing things well. But above all, we want them to say, man, I don't know what was going on there, but God was there. Something touched my life. Something supernatural happened in that environment. And it's like a, the fire touched me. The wind from heaven touched me. Something from that realm out there touched my life in this environment. And, and I'm kind of ready for some more of that. And, and so I think I've did this maybe even at the Easter camp, but let me just briefly kind of rehash it and then go a bit deeper to show there's a whole theology that God has always looked for an environment to, to deposit his glory in, that you would go to some environment and you just don't learn about God, you have an encounter with God. There's a supernatural environment. So if you know the story in Exodus, uh, Moses sets up this tent thing called a tabernacle. And again, there's a whole plan to it and there's a whole system. And the book of Exodus has spent a, you know, 20 chapters telling you how it all works and the excellence and the beauty of what they made and the hard work and the diligence. And that's all important. But then, And so Moses finished the work and then, verse 34, then the cloud of God's presence covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle, and Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord. It's like this incredible artistic excellence 
and organization and planning and even rosters and, and all kinds of stuff. And then, in the, and then the glory lands on it. Who was that? Whoa, is that good, is it? Whoa, that's what I like to hear. And it's like, that's what we, it's like, we want, and if you read it, it was so detailed planning, so beautiful, so exquisite, and then, and, but all a set up for then, but it's a both end. It wasn't just, hey, we don't need any of that. We just need God. It was, no, I've asked you to do all this stuff, but, but then you need the glory on it. You need the touch of heaven on it. You need the sense of the angels, the Spirit of God moving and all this kind of stuff. You know, and, and then after that, they would always follow that glory. And all the travels, wherever the cloud lifted, they would set out. So the cloud was over the tabernacle by day and fire in the, was in the cloud by night. And it's like, I want that. And some of us have been around for a while in church stuff. And you just, you know, you can't live on just the highs and the stuff. But... Uh, but but on the other hand, it's like, God, it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'll serve you faithfully, but God, I, ne- I need a fresh touch of the glory. I, ne- I need a fresh touch of heaven. I fe- need to feel like something just touched my life from this other dimension. Otherwise, it, it, I don't know, it's just, it's just too hard. And God, you know I'll serve you, but I, I, I want an environment where there's a touch of heaven. And, and, you know, if you fast forward then to when Solomon builds this permanent temple, same thing again. Chapters of detailed instructions about what God wanted and how this was all to work. And, and it's like, yeah, that, that was all important. But then when he finished praying, fire came down. And consumed the bird offering, and the glory filled the temple, and the priests could not enter the temple because of the glory of the Lord. And when the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory, they knelt on the pavement and they worshipped and gave thanks. And it's like these again, the images. There's images of fire. There's images of cloud. There's images of wind. But it's all like something of this other dimension is broken into our world. And it's like, are you ready to open your life to that? Are we ready to open our churches to that? Because I feel like God wants to land again. God wants to touch down with, with this kind of heavenly environment. Um, if you follow the, if you know the story of Israel, that's kind of the high point. And then it kind of all goes downhill to, to their exile and um, they get carried away to Babylon and, and they lose everything. And in the middle of that, there's a prophet, Ezekiel, who prophesies, and has this terrible vision. The cherubim, these are these angelic figures. So again, heaven is a complex place, and, 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 and he had this vision of these powerful, beautiful, angelic figures that kind of were around this whole environment. And, and they were standing on the south side of the temple. Verse 4, then the glory rose from above them and moved out to the edge. And, and verse 5, and this is, this is, if you really want to summarize tonight, what I think God is doing is the opposite of verse 5. I should keep you on. You're a good cheerleader, okay? Verse 5, the sound of the wings of the cherubim could be heard as far away as the outer court. It's like there's the sound as these custodians of God's glory, this terrible thing, they begin to lift up and leave the temple. 
And, um, and it actually goes on. And then, verse, then the glory of the Lord departed. And while I watched, they spread their wings and rose from the ground. And they left. It's, it's a horrible, horrible time that they had religion, but the glory had left. And what I felt God showed me last night is the rather than the glory lifting and leaving, I heard the sound of these powerful wings of angels coming and landing again and bringing the glory back to the house of God and bringing the glory back to his, his temple. Um, and, and if you know the story of the Old Testament, you know they came back and they rebuilt this temple and, and, and it was wonderful, and they had all the system, they had all the rosters, they had all the excellence. In fact, they made it amazing so that Mark 13, as Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said, look, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. And I think I said this last time, but because it was all gold-plated and it was incredible, but do you know the little secret that everyone knew? There was no glory there. The glory hadn't returned. And I think I said this last time. You can do magnificent in your human strength and creativity. You can't do glorious. Because glorious is the presence of God. And I don't think magnificent is wrong because Solomon explicitly said, I want to build something magnificent. It's like, magnific- it's like I want to offer God the best. That's what I offer him, but that's not going to help anybody. What helps is the glory is the presence of God. And it's like, so again, it's both ends. I want to give God my best. I want, to, I want us to do things well, but that's not actually going to change anyone. It's an encounter um, with the presence of God that's going to change someone. And so, and so what's clear in the New Testament, oh, the glory wasn't in that building. So where was it? Well, John says this about Jesus. The word became flesh, made his dwelling or tabernacle amongst us, and we saw his glory. Oh, God's always looked for a place where people could encounter his glory. And in the time of Jesus, it's like, that's where it is. I got, I got to go to him. Again, he's got this incredible, beautiful teachings. He's got this lovely spirit. But more than that, I got to touch him because healing will come. I got I to I gotta get him to pray for my child who's demon-possessed because they're going to be made whole. I'm, I, I gone out of my kids gone out of their mind, but if but if 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 I can bring there's there's a place where the glory still is and it changes you when it touches you, and it's like oh God's always been about that. Which obviously now Jesus is gone. Where do you go for an encounter? Where do you go when when the doctors haven't got an answer? When the world hasn't got an answer? When it's like I need heaven to touch me. Well, that's this whole theology of church. Don't you know that you yourselves together are God's temple and God's spirit? Oh, this is where the glory's landed. Yeah, me as an individual in my heart, but more than us together. Like this has got our gatherings as an environment where heaven is present. Yeah, we do. We try and do authentic, healthy relationships. We try and do excellence in what we're doing, but... But all of that's not going to ch- change anyone. But it's important to God. I'll show you in a minute. But, but it's an environment where heaven lands, where the angels that lifted up and carried away God's glory land again with the glory of God, where there's the wind of heaven, where there's the fire of heaven, 
where something touches us and we're changed. I feel like there's some people here like, I'm, re- I'm ready for this. I'm re- I want this in my life. You know, maybe coming out of COVID, it's like just there's something bigger that God's got for us than just surviving. God's looking for a, a habitation in Napier where God's glory is present, where people who are broken can come and find supernatural wholeness. Yeah, they can find that beautiful, healthy community. They can find a group of people who are working and doing the mahi to do stuff. Well, but more than that, there's a heavens landed. Heavens opened and heavens landed here. Uh, it goes on in, um, uh, you know, in Ephesians 2. Again, the whole building is joined together. It talks about the church. Rises to become a holy temple. And in, in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives. God, unless the glory's here, we ain't got nothing. We're just like another AA therapy group or a social or a Lions Club or Rotary or something. Like, yeah, we want to be therapeutic. Yeah, we want to be social service. But more than that, we want to be a place where heaven's landed and supernatural stuff's happened. And again, Peter talks about this. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans but chosen by God, precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house or other translation, temple of the spirit. Oh God, we are now the place where heaven lands. On a Saturday night in a school hall, heaven would open and, and the glory would touch down and we'd go away different. Because of that. And so I love, you know, this prayer to Paul. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us. Amazing prayer and desire. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. And it's like I get the fact that he would want to see the, G, the glory of God through Jesus. But his first prayer is this, God, there's got to be glory in the church. Otherwise we really ain't got anything to offer Because it's like as we gather, as we sing songs, as we try and do healthy relationships and community, there's glory here. Heaven's open and touched down in our midst. And if you carry on, if you do a biblical theology, you've got to carry it on through. You know, in the end, in Revelation, um, now the glory fills everywhere. Verse 10 about the, the city of God comes. Verse 11, it shone with the glory of God. Finally, God's glory is just there all of the time. We wrestle with it. God, we just don't want to go through the motions. We just don't want to play games. We, don't, we want your glory to be here. You know, and, and then further on, there was no need for a temple there because now the temple is everywhere and, and the glory of God gives it light and we all walk in it. And it's like one day God's glory is going to fill everything now, but now we, we intentionally create these. How weird that a whole group of people on a Saturday night would come to a school hall and sing songs and it's like we're just creating environments where heaven touches down. Uh, and we... And we, and we believe in that, and we want that, and we need that. I want the touch of heaven in my life. I want the touch, I want to have feel like I was in the presence of God and heaven and his angels, and he was doing stuff here. Um, and I, I need that. Just to go, go back again, it's even, like I said, there's like the, 
the planning and the organization. There's like the healthy relationships. And then there's like the supernatural thing framed around glory and wind and breath and fire. But even that all kind of merges because you see, if you go back, you know, Moses says, show me your glory, God. I'll cause all my goodness. It's not just naked power. It's not just shaking and quivering. It's actually, actually God's glory is seen when people just are good to each other. So, so it kind of almost merges, you know, Exodus 34, when, when he comes and shows him his glory, his goodness, the Lord, the Lord, compassion and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. We reflect his glory not just with the touch of angels, we reflect his glory when we're gracious and kind to each other, when we're compassionate, when there is healthy, loving community. But it's like it's born of a touch from heaven. Again, um, uh, you know, John 13, again, yeah, we saw the glory of Jesus and his healings and deliverance. But actually, when he kind of commissions us, he's like, by this everyone will know you, my disciples. You love one another. It's like, oh, man, we kind of like, yeah, we, we want to touch our heaven, but, but we want to be a loving community because actually that's the real test. Because there's people who are, there's people, it all kind of moves to say, there's people who are into the social action and social justice, there's people into the, the fellowship, there's people into the supernatural. God's like, I kind of meant it all to weave together to be one beautiful whole thing. And, and my glory was also, my glory was seen in healing and deliverance, but my glory was also seen in a group of people who would love one another. And my glory was seen in people who would kind of want to bring the best and offer just, I don't know, what they can to God. And kind of, kind of it all would fit together. Even John 17, his prayer for us, you know, pray, verse 23, that they would be unity. Then the world will know that you've sent me. So it's this funny mix, eh? We want this touch from heaven, but, but we want to be loving community, but we want to be, we kind of want to do this well, and it kind of always together. But like I said, the messy part is the supernatural part. And kind of that's what I want to kind of unpack a bit more, the sense of, okay, we're committed to doing things well. We want to lift the bar on churches not being toxic, dysfunctional groups of people. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but then could we do that and still go, but we want supernatural encounter? Could we go after it? Could we go after it all? Which is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. Go after love and go after the supernatural. Could we like, we want to be a healthy community of of positive, life-giving relationships, but we want supernatural encounter. And I want to show you that part of this, you know, for us as who've been Western educated, and even if you're not Western, being educated in a Western environment has robbed us of the sense like that this is natural to connect with the supernatural. And that it's a complex world. So I think you guys, well, I know you guys have just done a series on uh, Revelation. I, Sam did a series on worship in heaven. And, and one of the things um, when you look at it is, I don't know if you, I guess you explained, like heaven is this noisy, complex place. It's not this abstract God of the philosophers sitting up there a bit lonely and nerdy kind of and quiet. It's like it's full of sound and light and, you know, and, and it's colors and 
appearance of Jasper and Ruby and rainbows. But then there's all these other people up there, 24 elders, 24 thrones and 24 elders. Who on earth are they? Who knew there's people around up there and doing stuff? And flashes of lightning and peals of thunder. And, and then there's these, and then it mentions these four living creatures, weird kind of things. And, and they have these wings and, 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 uh, and they never stop singing, holy, holy, holy. And kind of what I'm saying is that's the environment that's going to touch down in our world. Because that's what's real in heaven. There's worship going on right now and there's powerful spiritual beings and, and there's the Holy Spirit. And don't get focused on, think just they're, they're messengers from heaven. So the question is, what's the, Father's, what's the Father's message behind all this? And it's like, I, I want you to have a touch from heaven. I want you to have an encounter from heaven. Uh, and, um, and, and even right back in Exodus, you know, when they were making this tabernacle and kind of representing this, you know, they, they had this, they had this um, special kind of place that was the, the presence of God, but they, had these, they made these models of these kind of angelic figures with these wings around that just surrounded it and protected it. And it's like heaven is this place of this presence of God. And even when they, when they just tried to model it, they had to represent it. And, and they, they made this atonement cover. This is where God met, but it was kind of surrounded and protected by the sense of powerful, um, fiery, holy being. And so I want a touch of heaven in my life. This is real. And so, you know, and so people often had encounters of that. Isaiah has this amazing encounter. I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne. Above him with seraphim. That just means fiery kind of angels with wings. So again, these images of fire and wings flapping and wind. And it's like, this is just around God. Like, this is real. And, and they, were, they were flying and they were calling to one another, holy, 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 the whole earth is full of his glory. And the threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke. And there's a sense of them carrying this fire that cleanses and makes whole and, and purifies. And it's like, man, I'm, I thought we were just singing songs. Suddenly I find myself caught up in this environment where there's heavenly reality and there's cleansing and there's release and there's breath coming into me and there's light. And it's like, yeah, you just, heaven just touched your world. And it's like, that's what we're doing every time we gather. We're positioning ourselves and opening ourselves for heaven to touch us. There's going to be life. There's going to be breath. There's going to be fire. There's going to be, there's, we're going to be changed because we're in an environment with heaven. You know, I love that it just goes on to say, um, uh, then I heard the voice of the Lord, who shall I send, who will go? And it's like out of that place, there's fresh commission as well. But it's all because there was a touch from heaven. And it's like, again, oh, are you ready for a touch from heaven? I love uh, Sam driving. Is this like, man, the expectancy of people. We're coming. Why? Not, not for nice singing or speaking. We're coming for a touch from heaven. We're coming because we want heaven to touch our lives. And, um, you know, Isaiah's, then you get to Ezekiel. He's like the prophet who was on magic mushrooms or something. He's just like, <laughs> he's the crazy guy. 
And he has these crazy visions. And it starts in in Ezekiel chapter 1. You know, I looked and saw a windstorm. So again, this idea of wind, it's of energy. I'm being touched by energy. Man, when Sam prayed around that sense of God's anointing for ministry, again, I could, it's like electricity. There's wind, there's power, there's fire. There's, it's like my life has been touched by something. And, and um, you know, and again, immense cloud with flashing lightning. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal. The fires looked like four living creatures. It's like... Bro, lay off that stuff you take. Um, you know, and uh, under their wings, uh, and each one went straight ahead. And, you know, it goes on. And when the creatures moved, I heard the sound of their wings, like the roaring of rushing waters. It's just, it's, it, remember what I said when I started? It, you're trying to describe a world that we can't make sense of, but the great, it's like there's wings flapping and wind and fire, and, I'm, and heaven's touching my, my life. And so I heard it. And can I say, I, I, I woke in the middle of the night last night and I heard it for Napier. Oh, just like I heard it for Napier. I heard it for your churches. The sound of, the, of, of heaven touching down. And, and it's hard to put in words, but the closest image was like the power, the wings of a powerful angel, the sound and the, and the, and the, and the wind generated because heaven is touching down. And I know that's what you yearn for. And it's like, man, even now, maybe you, it's just in your heart, you just want to, God, I'm open. God, I want that. God, I want heaven to touch down in our world. I want, I want this other realm that's real. I want, oh man, we want to do good relationships. Man, we want to organize ourselves, organize ourselves to help our community. But God, we want to touch a heaven in this place. And, and, and we want that. You know, and, and, it, and it goes on. A couple of chapters later, again, the Spirit lifted me up. I heard behind me a loud rumbling sound as the glory rose. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against each other. I didn't read about any of the stuff in theology books. It's in the Bible, though, and the sound, and it's like a loud rumble. Like, there's this realm of sound and energy and power that touches our lives. Um, and, and as I said, you know, when you get to Ezekiel 10, it's this, what's a terrible image? These figures, verse 4, then the glory rose from above them, and it moved to the edge of the temple. Verse 5, and the sound of the wings of these cherubim, their angels, could be heard as far away as the outer court. When you're in an environment of heaven, you're going to be experiencing stuff. You're going to be hearing stuff. You're going to be feeling stuff. You're going to be sensing stuff because heaven's, and it's going to be hard to put into words. It's going to be hard to describe. Like I said, it's like a blind person trying to describe to a blind person color or a deaf person symphony because it's another and we another realm that we can't even explain but it's real and it's important and like the voice of God almighty when he speaks and I'm in the presence of God and then and then it was and then the glory departed over the threshold of the temple and these things spread their wings and they rose from the ground as they went And then they stopped at the entrance of the gate, and the glories with them. 
And then verse 11, chapter 11, and then the glory went up and left. It's like, we're not going to put up with that. We're not going to accept just going through religious motion. We're not going to accept just trying to play the games. And the good news is this, God doesn't, God's not going to, he's not asking us to do that. Because the glory's landing again. And heaven's opening for us. Um, you know, I love at the end of the book, he has, because he's a prophet, he sees a time when the, when the glory would come back again. And he, and he talks about it here. The man brought me to the gates when I saw the glory of God coming from the east. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters and the land was radiant. And it was like the vision I had seen at the start when it was leaving. Verse 4, and the glory entered the temple. Um, and he's instructed, again, these both ends, because he's like, and then there's all these boring chapters about, okay, that's going to happen. So Ezekiel, this is how they need to rebuild the temple, and this is the plan, and this is what you got to do. And, and again, verse 12, and this is the law, all the surrounding, and there's this need for it. Yeah, it's got to be organized, and it's got to be holy, and it's got to be right, but there's also got to be something supernatural there. I kind of played those three. We, we want the loving, holy relationships. We want the organized to do something, but we want, we want the visitation from heaven, don't we? Well, I think we do. And so kind of, I don't know, maybe if we can get the music people back up, we're going to be good to do a bit more worship again. The most horrible kind of prophetic vision in the middle of the Old Testament, the sound of the wings of angels lifting up to carry God's glory away, and he's no longer here. I believe that's the context then to then go and look at Acts chapter 2. Suddenly, a wind landed suddenly the fire came back and actually landed on each person. And they were filled with the Spirit. And they began speaking in tongues because the glory had come back to Israel. Um, you are, there's this tension, First Corinthians chapter 6, you individually are the temple of God. The glories come to you. First Corinthians chapter three. We together are the temple of God, and the glory is present when we're here together. What might that look like? Feel free to, if you want to play something. In the, maybe you don't do that. It, that's just us manipulative <laughs> penties, but that's all right. What? What would it look? What? What would it look like when we open? when we hear the sound of the wind of, of the messengers of heaven bringing his presence back and touching down. I just said, Holy Spirit, would you, would you come? Would you open heaven?
Would you open heaven? I think some of the things, you know, it's going to look like a sense of just power. Again, like I said, when Sam prayed, I, just, I felt like this electricity is like, that's what happens in the presence of God. There's a sense of I'm hearing things, I'm feeling things, I'm feeling something in my body. Why? Because there's, there's heaven just landed. And that's a place of power and encounter and stuff going on. You know, there's going to be intimacy. Uh, what, one of the first things with Jesus, when heaven opened above Jesus and the dove came and landed on him, he speaks a word like, you are my child. I love you. I'm pleased with you. I, I expect God to be affirming his love for us. You know, and, and, don't, and, and Paul talks about the first thing the Spirit's going to do is produce this Abba Father cry. Oh, God, you're my father. I'm your child. So I'm going to expecting that to happen. I'm expecting dreams and visions and prophecies as I'm standing there. I'm going to dream dreams of what my, how God might want to turn my family around, how He might want to turn my life around, how my kids around, how my city around, uh, schools around, my business. That's just going to happen because that's what Acts 2 said. You're going to dream dreams and see visions and you're going to prophesy into your own future. But there's, there's also going to be healings. That's what happened when Jesus, people just knew in, in his environment, sickness goes. Bodies get restored. Demons leave and oppression comes off people's lives and they, they find wholeness. There's going to be a sense of sharing prophetic words for people, just speaking words of encouragement and destiny to people. And, and, and this most strange thing, you know, speaking in other languages out of our spirits. I don't know, I, I'd love us for just to have a time where we could, I mean, it sounds dumb, eh? I'll probably get the sack after this, but um, I heard the sound of powerful angels landing. I felt the wind that comes from, I heard the sound of it. And when I looked at the Bible, it's like, that's the opposite of Ezekiel 10. That's the glory coming back to the house. They're there just to steward in the glory of God. They're there to open a way for the presence of God. That's what we want. We're not focused on angels, we're focused on God. But are you ready to, Lord, I want that to land in my life. I want that to land in the church. I want that. So can I invite you to stand? Let me just check this over here. I'll get these guys to lead us in a song in a minute. I feel like some people here are ready for encounter. But you just have positioned yourself. That might mean just where you are, just opening your heart and singing. It might mean opening your hands and raising them as a surrender. It might mean that you want to come and stand out the front. It's almost like, God, I, I, I'm going, I want this. It might mean that you want to, might want to come and kneel out the front or even lie at the front. It's like, God, I want heaven to touch down in my world.